Royal Birds. Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. I feel like you're, the Foley work's getting better because it's sounding more stale. And welcome back <laughs> to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name is Misophonia Triggered John. And together we're Henry and Misophonia Triggered John coming right at you. To discuss the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. Some people detest the sound of eating on microphone. I just want you to know that. This isn't ASMR. Oh, I know. <laughs> this, ASMR. And I know people don't like it. And um, that's why I do it. ASMR does not stand for a sloppy mouth resonance. It, I'm sure that's what it means. <laughs> it might. Uh, however, I gotta wash of, that down because it, it, these cookies are getting even more stale. So that's not a new cookie. No. Uh, this week our podcast podcast is brought to you by uh, another Hans Pills. It's a Hans Pills night. Hans Pills were on the last case. Speaking of things that are tasting increasingly stale. Jesus Christ! Does beer go bad? Uh, this does. It it doesn't go bad, but starts to taste skunky, and this has. Started to taste skunky. It's been over a year. Mm-hmm. It's been kept in our uh, utility closet. It's d- it's largely kept the same taste, but now it tastes a slightly more thin on the front and more like a potpourri on the back. Yeah. It's no good. I, oh man. Mm. I don't know what we're going to do when we're finally out of wedding beer. I guess buy our own beer finally. I don't know what that means. Well. I've only been sustaining myself... <laughs> Off the sweet, sweet, dripping nectar of wedding beer. I don't know. If you finish this case, will you ever consider, consume a Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA or a Hans Pills ever again? Not by choice. Was there a third beer? There was a third one. It was Live Hoke Hefeweizen. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah. Oh, that beer is good. I feel like we started with that, and that was a mistake, Mm -hmm. because... (laughs) <laughs> we ended on Hans Pills, the the beer that uh, I think if we took the average of the both of us, we like the least. Yeah, I think that would be fair. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a book across the room real quick. Okay. All right. Was that to make a point? Oh, just to set the beer down. Well, I wanted to put my beer down where I normally put beer down, but there's a book in the way, so I had to toss the book. Oh, the beer smells bad. Oh, is it? Is it bad? Does beer go bad? Not, I mean, it's got alcohol in it, so, you know, botulism. Oh, are we going to get, uh, on top of the coronavirus we already have, we're going to get botulism? Yes, you heard it here first, folks. This is the first... COVID-19 <laughs> positive podcast. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to the PosaCast. We, what we want to do is set up uh, a community for those of us who have ident- been identified with coronavirus. Yes. To gather together, because it can't get worse. No, we already have coronavirus. What are you talking about? 
Oh, man. I have a lot of thoughts about coronavirus, John. <laughs> so does the world at large. You know what uh, makes my job a bummer? When people think the world economy is coming crashing down. Oh, yeah. I read something like uh, the Dow closed at... Two- this is dated information, so please don't ridicule me. The Dow closed at 2,000 points down. Yeah, 2,000 points down yesterday. Uh, it closed... 1,200 points up, so it more than half made up for it. Oh, which means I already missed my opportunity to buy some some stocks on the low and get a small return. Look, we haven't seen the Dow this low since, let me check, December of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the world economy is crashing down. Everyone panic. Panic, panic. Sell, sell. What you should do now, more than anything else, is you should sell out of what you're in right now. Buy something... Else, when it's lower, that's more conservative. And then forget to buy back into the things you were in before. So six years from now, you look at your 401k, you're like, where'd all my money go? What I don't get is... Okay, so I know nothing about making money with money. Because that's a secret code that only the super rich have. Yes, it's literally just gambling. And And then making money off of incentivizing people to gamble. I understand that. But I've always heard the uh, the adage, buy low, sell high. Yes. And everyone's freaking out right now because, oh, no, all the stocks are low. Uh-huh. And it's like, so, okay, buy. Right? Just buy yeah. them. Uh, just buy the low stocks. It depends on the philosophy you take. Warren Buffett believes a similar thing where he's like, no, you should celebrate the markets being low because then you can buy things for less than they're really worth. And, and the thing is, is like, we we've... There Okay, yes, there's been one time where the market didn't come back up, and uh-huh. that was bad, and, like, so bad, it was great. Yes. The Great Depression. Yes. Um, that happened one time, and I guess it could happen again feasibly, but the thing is, it hasn't happened in a while, and so it always comes back up, you know? Yeah. The market goes down, yes. But it always, always comes back up. Yeah, it always... So just, just buy, buy, buy. Yeah, it, it always comes back up, except uh, there's reason to believe that uh, unending market expansion is a myth. But hey, at least for right now, it's going to come back up. So I don't know. People, here's the here's why people sell. It's because people have an aversion to loss, oh. not necessarily an incentive to gain. People are, your average human being, it's classic, like, game theory stuff. And not to, like, quote game theory, because I don't care that much about it. You take the larger pile. Yeah, it's, you always want to expose yourself to less loss than you want to expose yourself to the opportunity to gain. Gotcha. You know, if you take two apes, and one of them starts with two grapes, and they've got a 50% chance of losing one of them. They're going to eat Or they start with one grape, and they have a 50% chance of gaining one. Okay. They're always going to pick the situation where they start with one and could gain another one rather than start two and potentially lose one. And to add on to that, in children, if they are told, if you can wait five minutes and not eat this marshmallow, you can have two more marshmallows. Nine times out of ten, that's a statistic I made up, more likely than not, they just eat the marshmallow in front of them. Yes. That's the same thing, because everyone who owns stocks are stupid. Everyone who owns a stock is stupid in that every human being is stupid. Okay. And uh, and subject to the same bias. And all human beings own stocks. Yeah, every human being owns stocks. Now, that is true in that there is the original stock that we got 
Which is, of course, a stock in Apple. Of course, Which yes. was bought by Eve to forsake Adam. Yes. That, the original That was stock. really good. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I am actually Tradcath now, unfortunately, so... Oh, you're a trading cavalry? <laughs> no, I'm a traditional Catholic. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but Uh-oh. this is not important. World economies? No, 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 no. Loss Why? aversion? None of this is important. Who the fuck cares? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am aware that I posed a question to you mid-sip, and I talked about this yet last week on the podcast where we normally drink when the other is talking, uh-huh. so when you're by yourself, <laughs> I had to take, like, very audible pauses to drink alone in the studio. Sorry about that. Colorado was great. Oh, right. How was your trip? <laughs> what, what an asshole. I'm over here talking about coronavirus. I didn't even ask about your trip. It was great. I got coronavirus. Uh, but other than that, it was pretty good. I like Colorado a lot. Yeah. It was between... Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yeah, yeah, gotta eat the, those balls. It was between 55 and 19 degrees the whole time we were there. Never felt cold. It's really dry. It's a very dry climate. Yeah, Perfect it's for the coronavirus. Perfect for the coronavirus. The driest virus of all. And, uh, do you want to talk about how high you got, or is that Oh, like very. A, okay, because it's very. legal there. Yeah, very high. Nice. Uh, we can talk about drugs on the podcast, if you want. I'm okay, because anything I say can and will be used against <laughs> me in the court of law. Well, when I was in a place where it was perfectly legal, let me tell you, it's crazy to just go in a store. Oh, yeah? Now, is there like a, an apathetic teen behind the register like, yeah, I guess I could answer questions about Sativia. So the, the problem that I had with it is... Uh, Salvia? <laughs> It's Indican Sativa. Thank uh, you. The problem that I had going in there is that it is very serious because, for a lot of reasons, most of these places hold their money in cash and they don't deal with credit cards and banks typically don't like to deal with them. So they check your ID at the door. You enter a vestibule. 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 Yeah, yeah. They buzz you in. They buzz you into a vestibule and then they check your ID again and they buzz you in. So it feels... Uh, kind of secretive and and kind of shady that way. Exactly like a diamond store. Kinda. Like a, like a uncut gems. But then once you're inside, oh, it's just like being a liquor store. Cool. Literally, like, I you're like thought, what, what pairs well with Girl Scout cookies? I, I thought I would go in and people would be, like, super not... I thought... And I went to a good place. But oh, yeah. I thought I would be, like, assaulted by weed doctors... Who would be like, what kind of anxiety do you have? What color are your eyes? Here, you should drink the, the, what is it? Like the blue Smurf or whatever. Here's a strain specifically. They've got names. Oh, Here's yeah. a strain specifically like what for what you're looking for. And they can kind of give soft recommendations. But for the most part, they're just people who are selling a thing. Yeah, they're So like... they don't care a lot. Yeah. So it's it was just a retail experience. And also everything is so much cheaper than I thought it would be. Well when it's illegal. Yeah, when it's it was great. I was a big fan. Alright. As a lifetime enjoyer of certain things. Uh alleged. Alleged enjoyer of certain things. Totally unrelated to the thing we're talking about now, which yeah. I bought in Colorado. We're talking about Love is Blind, the it reality show on netflix i will say though i did get a an edible in the form of a lollipop 
Oh. And I proceeded to walk around downtown while consuming it. One should be careful. Like an all-day sucker. Yes. However, I consumed it in about an hour, and then, like, uh, like an hour and a half later, because edibles do hit me slower, I felt way too high to be in public, to be inside that mellow mushroom. Did By you? the way, Denver has the least mellow, mellow <laughs> mushroom. It's a sports bar. Oh, what? It's like a big chrome oh, sports bar no. in downtown Denver. It is the least mellow, mellow mushroom. People were like doing shots in the mellow mushroom. Like, what is going on? Mellow mushroom should be old, built in the 80s, made of wood, used to be a seafood restaurant. Yes, exactly. That's what a mellow mushroom should be. Yeah, and everyone should be like... Very low-key. Yeah. Not shouting at televisions about sports. Yeah, I, I've i never seen a less cool mellow mushroom. What a harsh mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was the harshest mushroom of all. Oh. Uh, but yes, good time. Good time. Got very high. I also drank a White Claw that was infused with uh, CBD and THC. What? Yeah. Wow, that sounds Tasted like a- bad. Tasted bad. Never mind. Tasted pretty bad. Does not sound like a whole new thing. Sounds like a hoppy IPA. It it was uh, not great. Oh, by the way. I also got... Never mind. For the record, Shiner's Wicked Juicy IPA, I had it last week on the podcast out of that variety pack you bought me, yes. was actually pretty good. Shiner makes good beer. They make good IPA. Like, And I'm not even an IPA guy, but... It was also my second beer, so maybe that's another thing. You might also be like a, like a West Coast juicy IPA kind of guy. Is it West Coast or East Coast that's juicy? Oh no, I don't. I don't feel comfortable identifying any of the rappers. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable self-identifying as juicy. <laughs> yeah, that either. Uh, but juicy IPAs are my favorite. They taste more like uh, orange juice. They're very refreshing. Yeah, they're very refreshing. They're yeah. light on all of the tastes. Yeah. The bite isn't as harsh. I'm a big juicy juicy boy. I'm a big juicy boy. Hashtag. <laughs> I'm a big juicy boy. Hashtag as well. Uh, but yes, Colorado rule, loved it, didn't spend as much time outside as we wanted. Yeah. I badly considered living there, uh, and then it snowed on our last day, and, uh, it came down, everyone, no one was freaking out, I was, because <laughs> yeah. we stopped to get some miso soup somewhere and just, you know... Looked at the snow? Just looked at the snow. We came out within 40 minutes, everything was covered in, like, inches of snow. Yeah. So it, it snowed so bad. I mean, you're a mile up, so it, yeah. it, there's, there's not a lot of heat to evaporate it away. Yeah, it, it, the snow came down so hard and so fast, and then I had to, like, clean off the car before we left. So, you know, if I moved there, I'd have to be okay with that happening, like, four months out of the year. Um, Snowing constantly. Let's and then see. it would let up and snow a little bit more for let's the next see. four or five months. September, <laughs> October, November, December... January, February, March, April, May. Yeah, four months <laughs> out of the year. Well, it snows consistently in, four, the, four in months, the depths of winter. Four yeah. months out of the year. Uh, but the, uh, what is it, the Mount Evans Scenic Byway is closed on those exact same months. Because oh, yeah. it gets so cold, you would just, if you tried to drive up it, you would just careen off. You would die. Yeah. You would die. Yeah, a lot of the roads, <coughs> a lot of the mountain roads close, uh... 
during the winter. Yeah. But they're beautiful to drive in the summer if you can handle the uh, the waviness of them. They're very, yeah. very wavy. We drove up to Lookout Mountain, drove up a switchback all through. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love Colorado. Colorado. Colorado's great. I've been there like... I want to say eight times. It's been it's been wonderful each time. We went to one Golden. Of those, one of those times I should get high. You should absolutely. It's so easy. It's so legal. It's so easy. You I just, just have, have to, to go pay. without my parents. You just have to pay in cash. Uh, oh, where do you get cash? But the thing is, you have to pay in cash. But what they do is they have a zero dollar. They have a zero charge cash back on all of their machines, so you can swipe a card. And then let's say say your order is $48, they'll give you $50, they'll do a $50 cash back, back, and they'll give you $2. Uh, And then there's no fee, so why go to an ATM? Alright. Yeah. Interesting. Well, sounds like they've got their shit. That's a tip told to me by a local, so just do that. They've got their shit sorted out. Yeah, it's been legal for seven years, so they figured it out. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, it is, it is absolutely right. I that could not believe that. That doesn't seem right. Okay, you're making that up. Uh, I just watched the deck documentary Murder Mountain last year, and I don't know when it was made, <laughs> uh, but I saw it last year. Colorado's cool. You should go if you're listening. Yeah, go to go to Colorado. But we're talking about this coronavirus. My recent trip to Colorado, where I received the all of this shit, doesn't fucking none matter. of it is important. Jesus Christ! Let's get to the heart. Of each episode of Zero Credits, we've been stalling. I, I will admit that because I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this is the complete opposite experience as when we what we had with the actual Fast and Furious universe. We have to talk about episode 7 of Spy Racers, which I believe was called Who Gives a Fuck? Uh, that seems about right. <laughs> How long do we have to talk about this one, Henry? Uh, I've already set a timer for 24 minutes and 48 seconds. Hold on. Somebody liked the tweet. Oh, somebody liked... Okay. Doesn't matter. Timer starts now. 28 uh, minutes. 24 minutes. Four minutes. Four, episode four. 7. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Uh, Henry and I were talking about the Pixar, the Disney Pixar movie Onward. Yes, it was earlier. very good. And uh, something we didn't get into, no spoilers for Onward, uh, but I feel like Onward has a very intelligently made script where it doesn't waste, yeah, it doesn't waste anything from the script, but also never wastes a joke. No throwaway jokes. All of the jokes are building towards something in Onward. Yeah, they all have an initial heart, but they also mean something greater in the story. And I feel like I had a very specific. Feeling while I was watching Onward. The first feeling, why is that elf mom so hot? Mm. The second feeling that I had is I'm really high on cough medicine uh, and I'm falling asleep. However, I two brain cells connected and I thought to myself, the reason why I'm liking this and hating Fast and Furious Spy Racers, you know, two otherwise equivalent products. Yeah, of course. Is because Fast and Furious Spy Racers is insulting to its audience. Yes. And I'm not its audience. Yes. Its audience is children. Yes. And I'm mad for them. Exactly, yes. Because if we're talking about the way that Onward, intelligently, I'm, I'd say it's like an 80% movie. I would say that. Uh, the way that it really intelligently uses jokes and it doesn't waste any of them is the total opposite of everything Fast and Furious Spy Racers does because every joke means nothing. They're just thrown away into the abyss 
sticking to nothing. They are uncooked pasta. They need to go back in the pot to be firmed up, softened up, whatever happens to pasta. And and then then they can be part of the spaghetti. So, like, at the end of episode six, get me my jet. Miss Nowhere says, get me my jet, which sets up the expectation in my mind that we're going to see, like, a climactic showdown yeah. between Miss Nowhere and... And uh, the spy racers, yeah, I, which it, which is like rending their relationship asunder, and I thought it was going to be very dramatic, mm-hmm. and it was just a series of shitty jokes that went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, no pun intended. And what you th- and what you think is like a climactic moment or like a schism between the factions? Suddenly, Miss Nowhere, who is gliding to her no nowhere, yeah, pun intended. Uh, she says, save the kids. Yeah, she tells Gary to save the kids. Because... Even, though, even though they're enemies of the state at that point. Yeah. So, that's fine. Uh, once again, this goes to show, as all good children's cartoons have, that the real enemy is the state. Yeah. <laughs> because a- anytime the army is involved, they are the villain when it comes to children's TV shows. Because that is what they are in real life. Uh, <laughs> there's so many moments in the beginning of this episode that I'm just like, can we please skip to the point? Like, yeah, Frosty playing around with the plane and like, oh, the, there's danger and Layla saves Tom. There's just, there's <laughs> no danger. But it's like, and then she's like, oh, uh, don't, don't tell anybody. I got a reputation to uphold. And it's like, none of this shit matters it doesn't I don't it can't it doesn't it bounces off of me like rain off a duck's ass and then like oh so cisco finds like a jar of cookies and he eats each one of them in front of the camera wait this is the joke that i want to break down yeah the joke is frosty is remote and he is controlling the plane. Yes. Uh, because like any good dr- drone operator, he is controlling it with an Xbox controller from the uh, safety of a bunker while he bombs a wedding. Yeah. Uh, but the joke is Frosty is remote. Cisco is on the plane. The plane's very cool and Frosty is upset that he can't be on the plane. Yes. This joke is made laboriously and then the culmination of the joke is that cisco finds a delicious jar of cookies you know standard to any spy plane and eats them and keeps talking about how good they are right right and then he says oh no i ate them all and then a thing opens up and there's more cookies another jar of cookies and this is it's it's not reinforcing a joke it's taking a a joke that is a knife (laughs) <laughs> it's sticking between your ribs and just turning it and turning it and turning it. And they belabor this point so many times that the eventual payoff, the eventual punchline is an extreme close up of Frosty's face as he says, vomit, comet, grrr. And like, yeah, makes the plane go all the way down or whatever. And means nothing. My fit, like to make that better. Because Sashi Dar is like, hey, hey, my car is on that plane. Frosty needs to turn to him and say, well, give me some cookies and I'll save your goddamn plane. Yeah. Like, anything. I, I don't know. Just another layer to it. Yeah, just anything. Oh, my God. And then Miss Nowhere becomes a jet. Miss Nowhere becomes a jet. And I thought, okay, cool. They're going to have to actually, like, face off. No. No, they just shake they just her off. They just shake her, off, shake her off like she's nothing. Yeah. Which, once again... 
Uh, same complaint that I had for the last Star Wars movie is if they had just killed Miss Nowhere and given oh it God. emotional weight. Actual stakes. Yeah, if they had actually killed Miss Nowhere, great. But that's not going to happen. No. Believe me, the deaths in this episode happen later. The, the thing <laughs> is, it's like, she has a parachute, right? No confirmation. Yeah. And just, then they shake her off and like, oh, she actually did have a parachute, but they didn't know that. They yeah. thought they killed her. But then, uh, here, here's another example of what's wrong with this show. Miss Nowhere Lands is apprehended by General Dudley or whatever. Who looks like that guy from every 80s action movie who happens to work for the military. Yes. You know the guy in the Avatar movie that blows up the tree? Yeah, he's a real Clancy Brown type. Is that his name? Uh, he's one of. Uh, but then... We get this very extended physical joke where Gary is very uh, physically... Turns out... has a great amount of physical prowess yeah, in combat. T- turns out Gary's a badass, which we all knew already. Yeah. Because, like, that's how he's been built. You know, b- he's being built up as, like, this schmuck or, like, the, the butt of all of Miss Nowhere's jokes. But then, like, when push comes to shove, he can really shine in a fight. And then... She gives up. She just says, stand down, and then it's like, oh, so the thing that was gonna, we were afraid of happening just happens, and this meant nothing. Yeah, she just... Great. Yeah, she just turned herself in, because, like, well, I guess, why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, Disgustingly inept storytelling. (sighs) What happens? Oh, my God. The cars are keys. Uh, (laughs) For the 80th time in this series, they have to belabor the point that the car... John, the cars... The cars, John. John... What about the cars? They're fucking keys! Jesus Christ! Jesus God! Now here's God. here's my thing. Cars are keys! Uh, and we're gonna come back to this. The cars! The, They're fucking keys! I will say, oh when, when the cars create a pentagram... Okay, no, I did actually... And start yeah. spinning... Oh, yeah. I, okay, so remember our plans. Remember our plans for the series? Yes. And nine, they go to space. Mm-hmm. And ten, they do Highway to Hell. I now know how that sequence is going to begin. Because when their headlines form a perfect star in a circle, I said out loud, car summoning circle, <laughs> car summoning but, circle. But it went down yeah. into the earth, into a weird place full of redness, smoke, and gears, much like hell. Yeah, gears. But I will say, we can get into the gears, but I actually thought it was kind of cool when Shashi Dar said, the cars are the keys, and this is what they unlock. Yeah. A tomb. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny and cool. That was, I mean... Sure. We get into this later, but once again, the most uh, disappointing thing about this show is the show is very capable of doing things that are cool and dynamic. The problem is they are all done by Shashi Dar. Yeah. He has really cool lines. They descend into a weird gear hell. He steals the skeleton key, which is a crazy psycho mantis mask. Yep. Ugh. He turns into Magneto. Oh, I did want to say, uh, Gary... Not important enough. We're going to run out of time. But Gary uh, blows up a missile by, like, activating. He says, deploy chaff. Yeah. And then chaff goes up. Chaff scrambles radar. Chaff doesn't make missiles blow up. I feel like he deployed enough of them so the missiles hit them. But chaff is just little particles of, like, aluminum. Oh, no. But these, I mean, they were, like, little 
gumballs because it's a spy oh. plane. Oh yeah, it's a spy plane. I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. I I get weirdly upset about people using chaff and flares. He, he said the wrong word. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He should. He should have said deploying. Gumballs. <laughs> Deploying gumballs. Uh, every Look, there are three standard skies, uh, spy gadgets to every de- vehicle. Gum. <laughs> grappling hook. Rockets. Yes. Uh, they go into hell. They steal the mask. He becomes Magneto. After... He becomes Magneto after the worst fight in history. It's yeah. it made me sick. It made me think. Okay, so yeah, they do have like a physical altercation. Uh, all of the members square off or whatever. Uh, Echo is Echo there? No. Echo didn't Echo do anything. Echo launches like little grappling hooks at a lady. Whatever. I think once. Uh, but let's not undersell the fact that Shashidar had an incredible monologue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah, that yeah. fight, where he talks about. His parents, when they came to America, were genius scientists who used the brains of the five richest men on Earth to create the skeleton. To create key. the skeleton key. However, all of them recognizing that the skeleton key was a weapon too dangerous, they created cars for each of them, knowing that they could never collaborate. Yeah. To unlock the skeleton key and killed the only people with the power to go above them, which was Shashidar's parents. Yeah. And now you know why he hates billionaires and why he's going to use the skeleton key to kill billionaires. Yeah, a pre- pretty good motivation. And like his, even his his plea to Tony Toretto, he was like, "Let's take what they have and give it to everyone," which is like, yeah. "Fuck yeah, eat the rich." Yeah, he's he's doing he's doing the thing that we all keep saying on Twitter. He specifically says, "Let's tear the disease system down and give it back to the people." Exactly. Let's 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 spread the coronavirus. <laughs> let's spread the coronavirus. We'll get onto that later. Uh, but, but um, yeah, I, I, and then it becomes Magneto. Then it becomes Magneto. Look, okay, here's the here's the thing. The military shows up as this elevator is coming up, and the military has brought cars, helicopters, fucking tanks, which are just used for like blowing up buildings and not usually not used for shooting people. Yeah. They bring all these things with all these computers in them. But because it's a kid's show, no one just brings a gun. Yeah. There, there's not like a sniper? I feel but, like there would be one sniper. But here's my problem. They bring all of this to Shashidar, knowing full well what the skeleton key does. Mm-hmm. Because they clearly understand what it's capable of. And then he proceeds to destroy them all. Even, even And the, kill multiple people. Yeah, even like the police in X3 The Last Stand... They had plastic guns because yes. they knew Mag- what Magneto's powers were. Like, they knew the capabilities of the person. I guess they thought control all technology was a joke? Uh, clearly not. I did think it was very cool when I saw all those drones. I was like, man, if Shashidar gets to whip those things around like a, like a swarm of locusts, this is going to be the coolest thing to happen. And it happened. Yeah, he did. For yeah. sure. Oh yeah, I forgot. They brought a ton of drones. But not one guy with like a gun? Not one it could even be rubber bullets if you're worried about shooting a kid. Not even a computer in the gun. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh man, the military, they're completely helpless. It's like, no, just one guy with a service rifle. Yeah. You could put rubber bullets in it if you're worried about shooting a kid. 
Or just, like, destroy the helmet or whatever. Yeah. Like, just shoot him and with a gun. But also they had, like, Humvees. Yeah. I don't think Humvees are driven by computers. I don't know. This is clearly in the future. Maybe we shouldn't care about it too much. Uh. All I want to say, Shashidar Magneto, coolest thing about this show. He can control technology, right? So mm-hmm. why does he use it to just kill the literal... Like, he just... He's like, oh, a helicopter. I could use this to shoot people. Nah, just gonna crash it into just the ground. I, I do believe that Shashidar did kill people. Yeah, he is murdered. Because he, the first... The, much like this show does, it wants to show you it cares about people getting out of things before they explode. Yeah. So the first helicopter does that. But none of the subsequent helicopters have people no. escaping from them. And, and, like, they explode. Even if you jump from a helicopter right before it... And they're just dropping out of the sky, mind. <coughs> they're not like... It's not like a helicopter, at, you know... He's, like, stopping the propellers and, like, just throwing yeah. it into the ground. Yep. <sighs> Coolest part of the episode. I I like Shashidar... I like uh, anarchist supervillain Shashidar. Yeah. Uh, there was one of two things that could happen with Shashidar. He could either join the heroes or he could become way more evil... He became way more evil. Pretty happy that he became way more evil. And actually, his cause is very just. I don't... I You know, it, it's from a philosophical conversation. No one person should have all that power. Yeah. But let's examine the skeleton key. You have to have, like, visual eyes on the technology you're controlling. So pretty limited. Pretty limited. And it seems kind of rudimentary, like... He can turn them off and slam them down. He can make the drones go where he wants to go. I don't know, like, what is the extent of the control? Can he, like, get into people's phones and find out their personal information? Can he, like, get into people's bank accounts? I mean, he's clearly not as, uh, as... His capabilities are not as terrifying as that of Cypher from Fate of the Furious. Right. Who could turn an entire city or country worth of cars into... Insanity missiles. Yes, that oh, was that was so cool. That was awesome. That was so cool. She's Those just, movies are so good. And she didn't even imagine her with skeleton keys. She would probably like put it on for one second and be like, "Wait, I can just do this with a laptop but, and like throw it away." But don't forget, Henry, with skeleton key, he's going to go to Las Vegas and for oh, some reason yeah. somehow plug skeleton key into the power grid. Of Las Vegas to control the world because I guess the power grid in Las Vegas is somehow special in that regard. Also, a power grid is just a bunch of electricity apportioned to utilities. Yeah. I feel like uh, they. Shashidar's got the thing and he's got an extension cord. Yeah. And they're like, don't let him plug it into that wall outlet, he'll control the world. Oh yeah, what is it? What is it powered by? Battery. <laughs> He's like, oh, hold on, a, hold on a second. Like, pops out some like D batteries yeah. and puts D bed. I don't know. Skeleton key, dude. Um, I feel like you should like go to Hoover Dam if you were. If all you're after is like electricity. Yeah. Don't go to where it's spent. Go to where it's generated. What was the name of uh, of the guy who he said he's going after, like Klein Kegels? Uh, Lenore. 
Did he say he killed his parents? His, no, the guy who have killed his parents. Have we met that guy? We have not met that guy. Okay. Yeah, because Tony Toretto, using his detective skills, yes, uh, puts it together like, wait, you only robbed four people, which was weird, because he had five cars. <laughs> I think two of them were together, right? Oh, I don't remember. Two of them were together. Two, nah, military base? Military base, maybe? I don't maybe? know. I don't remember. Just get... Get that rich person dead. Get that rich person dead. One of the cars got blown up. One of the keys was blown up. Well, they're not important anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, But I did... It's very important that the characters got to pedally fight over whose car that that was. I don't care for the heroes at all. Gary, of course, is the best. Yes. And Sashidar. If this show ends with Gary and Sashidar riding into the (laughs) sunset... I feel like it will have been worth it. The only characters I care about are Buttered Popcorn Guy. Oh, he's Shash- gone. Shashi Dar, the Owl, and Gary. Remember when I thought there was going to be like a whole third faction of Popcorn Guy and like there yeah. were going to be recurring characters like Bone and Skull or, yeah. or Jesse and James from uh, Pokemon? And it turned out that none of that was true, and the show was a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Do you want to go on record as Bulk and Skull? Bulk and Skull? Not, uh, not Bone and Skull? It is not Bone and Skull. Uh, as long as we're talking about Power Rangers here. Oh, no, I was talking about uh, Power Rangers. I was talking about those uh, two guys from uh, Undertale. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Undertale. Bone and Skull. Bone and skull. They're named after famous spots. <laughs> They're named after famous bones. <laughs> the bone and the skull. The bone and the skull. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This show fucking sucks. We have one episode left, and then we can wash our hands of this whole godforsaken exercise in futility. I am not enjoying this. Yeah. I have not enjoyed any of this. No. There there was one episode, I feel like, where we thought it was turning around. I think it was episode four or five or something. I think it was episode five... Because it was actually neat, because, like, Sashi Dar, like, flipped the script on everybody, and was really cool, but then, and he's still really cool. Yeah. But, like, now they're just turning him into, like, the all-powerful villain who probably should succeed. Yes, absolutely. In all honesty. Now, we're actually visiting, how much time we got left? We got, like, five minutes. We're, we're once again visiting Shashidar's uh, ethos, because if you look back to the episode we liked... He said, everyone thinks they're so secure behind their technology, but what would you do if it was turned against you? Yeah. And now this is the extrapolation yeah. of that. Shashidar must have been written by somebody else. I mean, let's review. The, so these five rich guys, like, hired out these his parents. Correct. You took their tech. Correct. Stored it away, killed them. Correct. And then bought the mountain they used to picnic on? That seems like an extra step of flipping you off. I do not blame Shashidar. <laughs> yeah, that's like one extra like salt in the wound. Like, fuck you, Shashidar, and the mountain that you used to <laughs> visit. Yes, we have taken your public works and your parents. <laughs> this is just like in, uh, in Batman, when Batman's parents were killed. And the orphanage that he would go to was bought by the Scarecrow. was bought by the Scarecrow. It's a classic Batman. <laughs> yeah, Joe Chill took the pearls from yes. his mom, sold them at a pawn shop, and bought Gotham Orphanage and, like, knocked it down. Man, that would be way better <laughs> if, if Batman was consistently, like, 
uh, haunted by people continuing to make his life shitty. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just being a billionaire. But Harvey Dent starts killing <coughs> Harvey Dent starts killing the mob and also takes over like the power plant <laughs> and specifically turns turns his lights <laughs> off, cuts off power to Wayne Manor. Perfect. <laughs> it's like this Bruce kid. Poor. I, I don't know why, but I really want to stick it to him. Batman is like he's. <laughs> oh no, he's like brushing his teeth, and then Killer Croc just like <laughs> pinches the line to his toilet so it backs up. God damn it. Killer Croc breaks in, takes the toothpaste, just like looks him in the eye and just pours it down the drain and then just leaves. Clayface breaks into Batman's home while he's gone, spreads mud all over all of the carpets and leaves. None of the the villains in Batman have actually done anything against the city of Gotham. It's specifically actions against Bruce Wayne that greatly inconvenience him to varying degrees. (laughs) Oh, Alfred's like, Bruce, there's crime in the city. He rushes to the Batcave. The Batmobile's tires are all slashed. (laughs) Victor's ass is running away. Yeah, yeah. Victor's like keyed into the side of the Batmobiles as Victor Zaz <laughs> Victor, strikes again. <laughs> Victor Zaz was here. Uh, this is good Batman deep lore. <laughs> this is good deep lore. Yep, it's, it's that one you know one off comic where they're all in the asylum, not including Batman. Yeah, oh, Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I know. Uh, Bellevue. <laughs> what's uh, what's the subtitle for Arkham Asylum? I don't care about this show anymore. Uh, the comic? Or, yeah. Oh, it's like know. a good house on Infinite Earth or something. No, know. that's Crisis on Infinite <laughs> Earth. No, it's uh, Welcome to the Jungle. I don't know. Welcome to the Jungle. How much time we got left? I've read uh, tragically fewer comics than I should have. We have a minute left. Okay. What can we talk about in a minute as far as Spy Race? <sighs> really like that Batman talk. Yeah, Batman Talk really was a great welcome reprieve <laughs> from uh, from all the other stuff. Yeah. Alright, Spy Racers. We have to rate it. We have one episode left. This is the penultimate episode, and as such, I feel like the rating should be just as penultimate. <clears throat> because that's how that works. Because penultimate just means second to last. If this episode were just Sashi Dar ranting while they were going down the elevator about all the wrongs done to him, I would give this an A. But because there was like 25 minutes of bullshit, yep. I can't. It's irredeemable. This episode, like all the episodes before it, had one good moment <laughs> surrounded by just a bunch of mediocrity for the sake of it just being a kid's show with a bunch of throwaway jokes that build to nothing. And because of that, I have no choice but to give it, like, a, a D, you know? Okay, yeah, that's pretty low. I also felt pretty wronged by this episode. I think I might be a little bit more charitable than you. I'll keep it shorter this time. I really think I'm going to give it something like, oh, god damn it. Wow. Every time. Every time. I'm sorry, John, but according to the rules that we set forth, uh, during the board meeting where we pitched this project, if it's, the timer is not running, we can no longer talk about Spy Racers, and uh, I, for one, say thank God. Yeah, thank fuck 
Yeah, I think fuck. It's an ancient word for God. I don't know if that's true. Now, one thing that I'd like to talk about. I know we touched on it briefly. One might call this uh, a little bit of a Chekhov's gun. Here's the thing. You check the news today, and there's only one thing that everyone's talking about. Yeah. Gun. <laughs> gun. <laughs> everyone's talking about gun. <laughs> Chekhov's gun, the theory that everybody's talking about gun. Everyone's talking about that gun. If there's a gun on the mantle in the first act, everyone's going to be talking about it by the third act. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Brief aside, (laughs) there's a shot of, like, the protagonist, like, opening a drawer, and there's a gun there, and he stares at it, and then, like, the scene fades... But in the third act, like, somebody just walks up to him and just goes, Hey, what was that thing about that gun in the drawer? <laughs> what, about, what about the gun? What about the gun, though? What kind of gun was it? Like, we, we've all been talking. Who are you going to shoot? <laughs> Who are you going to shoot? Can it even shoot? What, is it like a bullet gun? <laughs> is it a bullet? Is it a water gun? Everyone talks about the gun. All right. Well, what you were saying. What I was saying is, no, the coronavirus is not causing market downturn actually if you read about the price on occidental oil which is actually what caused the sell-off yesterday a lot of the coronavirus is actually like a manufactured media panic which then in turn of course causes a sell-off okay okay hold on what (laughs) don't worry about it you you just jumped from like instead of easing into it (laughs) you, you jumped straight to your conclusion no 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 we're gonna go back to it Anyway, everyone's talking about this coronavirus. Yeah, this coronavirus. Uh, We mentioned it, I believe, once on the podcast, and then we took a brief hiatus, and now it has uh, consumed the world. So last week, I talked about the coronavirus from a place of just a person who was ignorant about it, and I talked at length about what we didn't know about it. Yes. Including, like, long-term effects, uh, like, what's going to happen. We have no plan. And so this week, uh, in the news is that we don't, we don't know the long-term effects, we don't know what's going to happen, and there is no plan. There, there is no plan. Now, uh, one thing that I would like to say as far as, uh, will the world remember coronavirus or COVID-19? COVID-19. Do you remember swine flu? Absolutely. H1N1. Was uh, South by Southwest canceled due to swine flu? I didn't live in Austin, so I do not remember. Do you know how many people swine flu killed? Less than 10,000. Half a million. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! Yes! Oh! Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> you like, took the air from my lungs. Yes. And ripped it from me. Yes. Uh, Half a million. Swine flu killed anywhere between. Oh my god. From actual like hard numbers of people who were known to have swine flu, about 170,000. But swine flu killed. Half a million people. Swine flu was a much bigger deal. You know how many people had swine flu? Okay, so wait, if it killed <laughs> half a million. Yes. At least that many. So let's say double that to just a full million. He, uh, he. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why what happened you, there. Why did you gender <laughs> the virus? Uh, swine flu, because uh, all men are pigs. Swine flu <laughs> infected 1.4 billion people. Billion. And if you have, if you have had the swine flu, as 1.4 billion people have, it's a part of your DNA and will always be part of you. 
Is swine flu... Okay, so there, there are a couple of diseases that swing around the globe every year. Yes. The flu is one of them. Yes. Is swine flu now one of them? Uh, it used to not be, but there have been newly reported cases of swine flu. Okay. And also H1N1 is a kind of, I think, influenza type A virus. Yes. Uh, and swine flu was a an offshoot of H1N1, or at least it came from a, a novel source. Yeah, yeah. So you, you ask if I remember swine flu, and I my one answer is H one Z one H one Z one. They made a game. <laughs> they did. Uh, swine flu killed half a million people. Uh, however, it, it infected so many people, its uh, mortality rate was somewhere between like point one to point eight percent. So South by Southwest must have been canceled that year, right? No, it wasn't. This is the first time in twenty years South by Southwest Holy has been canceled. And fuck. what it is, I think. Is because people think if people hear something like swine flu, they're like, "Oh, that doesn't sound so bad." I think it. I think it's a marketing thing. Coronavirus and COVID nineteen sound like end of the world stuff. I mean, what? Yeah, it's got the word virus. (coughs) Got the word virus in it, and also like swine flu to me sounds like oh, mad cow disease, which was like oh, it's affecting swine, it's affecting cows. Yeah. Nod flu. Everyone thought, like, how am I going to catch bird flu? What am I, kissing a bird? Yeah, 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 exactly. This one has no animals in it. Yes. It just has a type of beer. And to their credit, the stupid people out there stop drinking that beer. Yeah, there, there is a slight downtick in sales of Corona. Uh, I don't... I think that coronavirus, as far as the panic goes in terms of... Should you buy PPG to protect yourself from it? No. Should you buy a ton of hand sanitizer? No, because san- yeah. hand sanitizer is antibacterial, yeah. where you actually need to literally wash your hands with soap. Wash your hands with soap to I break down the, the membrane of the cells. The hysteria is terrible. However, the mortality rate of coronavirus is high. I mean, the public panic, I believe, is a little high right now. Yes. But I think certain government responses are absolutely warranted. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, I think Italy going into full national quarantine is good. Yeah. Because Be- they, right now, they're, like, being hit the hardest. For whatever reason. I think it's because they talk with their hands. Is that funny? <laughs> they, they talk with their hands. They touch with their face. They touch with the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I'm getting into it's like getting a little harmful bit. stereotype. Yes. And they're, they're actually facing like a real crisis here. They really are. And it's a shame but, because but the they... way that they eat pasta is one of them puts one of the ends of the pasta in their mouth and the other. And then they kiss in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But no, um... So, at the very beginning of this, like, two, ten days ago, let's say, there was, like, a little bit of shadiness by the government, but then they, they immediately, like, became transparent, and they were like, these are the cities that are affected, this is how many people we have reported, and, like, these cities are, are, are now on lockdown. And then, like, ten days later, they were like, the cases have gotten way too high, the nation needs to lock down. You can go to work if your work is important. You can still go out to buy food and medicine. But other than that, stay in your homes. Yeah. And that's absolutely the sort of steps that need to be taken Mm -hmm. when, like, 10 days ago you were at, let's say, 2,000 cases. And then 10 days later you're at 
I, I see these. I don't really know the hard numbers, but let's say a billion times more. <laughs> yes, a billion times more. Now, one thing that we do want to that we do want to take a look at as far as countries and their response to the coronavirus. We know that Vietnam and Cuba have got it locked down and figured oh, out. Yeah. And I think South Korea, too. South Korea is definitely on, on the upswing, too. South Korea, their numbers are going down, not from... They're not crediting a quarantine because they didn't put any in place. But they're testing everyone. If you yeah. have symptoms, if you exhibit any of the symptoms, you get tested for, like, free. You know who's largely got it figured out? China. Yeah. And you know why they figured it out? Because it started there. Because if you CT scan someone, there is a characteristic buildup in the lungs. And what they're doing is they're creating massive checkpoints where they can CT scan 10 people an hour. Wow. And they've got these CT scan machines like lined up and they're just like running people out the door being like, this person has it, this person doesn't, this is presumptive positive. So they're taking it seriously. Yeah, the thing is, is the, the underlying important thing that we're mentioning here is testing. Yes, testing They're, is vitally important. The countries where the, the numbers are going down is because they're testing the people who have it, and then they're removing them to, like, to quarantine Yeah, so that they can get better and so that the disease doesn't keep spreading. Which is how you handle a pandemic. Now, if we're talking about countries' responses to coronavirus, um... America isn't responding at all. America has perhaps the worst response. And I think it the reason for that is, uh, what is it, many-fold? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, I've got two points to make. I've got a billion. Uh, the first one is the reason why we are uniquely positioned to be decimated by coronavirus and most likely will be is because of the systems of capital that we exist in i think that capitalism has uniquely prepared us to die yeah because no sick leave <laughs> no here's the thing it's, no health care it's no sick leave but maybe more important than that who are our most vulnerable workers who have no mandated sick leave cannot work from home and are typically almost in every case pressured to come into work no matter how sick they are food service industry exactly yeah the food service industry is full of people who have no mandated sick leave half it is their responsibility to get their shifts covered and they need money the most yeah people who are in the food service industry are sometimes working 60 hours a week just to make rent and they are touching and making your food and, and the I systems mean, of capital that we live in are telling them you cannot Stay home if you're sick, you must work. Yeah. And if you're sick and you work, you will make hundreds of people sick. Yep. I, the thing is, it's uh, one of the great things that came out of Italy. I read the headline today. They suspended mortgage payments until the quarantine is lifted. Yeah. Which is like, that's a huge financial relief on people. They don't have to worry about that while they're getting better. Yeah. That would... I, I'm not going to say that would never happen in America, but I'm going to laugh while I say that would never happen in America. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no way. If if there is any way that the American system of capital can extract value from you while you die, it will do so. Yeah. I mean, that's what... Okay, that was really cynical what I was about to say. But I was about to say that's what the healthcare 
industry is about. No, that's literally what the healthcare industry is about. That's kind uh, of cynical. I mean, if you take your individual doctors, some doctors mean well. Some doctors do truly want to save lives. However, if we live in a capitalist society where people generate the greatest amount of revenue by being sick and being treated, then you will extract your toll from people. And, and the system's just built that way. Uh, that's the rules of the game. You yeah. can have a million people who want to do good, but unless you actually change the way the system works, it's just going to literally bleed people to death. Yeah. Uh, so food service workers, huge problem. Let's take, for example, um, my company. So we have unpaid quarantine time up to 14 days if you were traveling in a CDC warning level 3 country. I had a non... I had a non-zero chance, and I don't want to say this in like a... I don't want to sound crazy, but I had a non-zero chance of having the coronavirus due to people I was in close proximity to while they were sick, and then people that those that that person was close to yes uh however i tried vehemently uh to get tested for coronavirus because i wanted to know yeah and to do your due diligence and quarantine yourself if that's what it came yeah. down to i i would the non-paid take, part sucks though i would take non-paid quarantine time if i truly had coronavirus because i don't want to kill anybody true uh but when i went to try to get tested for coronavirus Flatly, the answer is, unless I personally have visited one of the CDC warning level three countries, or I was boarding a plane that was originating in one of these countries, which is a 0% chance, unless I was doing international travel to that country or an adjacent country, then there was no way I was going to get tested, period. Wow. If I, I have insurance, so it probably would have been free. But if I didn't have insurance, the test cost $3,000. Yep. And I believe the actual answer to why it is hard to get tested at cost so much is there actually aren't enough tests to go around. That's what I believe, too. Yes, there are not enough tests to go around. They were working on developing more, and last week they said, oh, we're going to have a million test kits uh, over the weekend, you know, by Monday, and then it turned out that was a lie. Yes. However, uh, our uh, our fearless uh, professor doctor in chief has said that uh, the tests are great. Anyone who wants a test gets a test, and everyone's being tested. Those are all lies. Every single one of them is a lie. Uh, now, this the systems of capital uniquely positioning us to be punished by uh, I don't know God, the devil. <laughs> Uh, or, or random chance, leads me to my second point, which everything that I've said now is apolitical because it's just true. It's just the way the game is played. The second thing I'm saying is also completely apolitical, though it will sound like it's coming from a political place. But once again, I am dealing purely in statements of fact. The funniest thing, and I don't mean peculiar, I mean genuinely hilarious, in if we can accept that nature can deliver comedy... The funniest possible thing that could happen on a global scale is if President Donald Trump catches coronavirus and dies. Yes. It's not good. I'm not saying it would be good for the president to die of coronavirus, but I am saying it would be very funny. It would be comical in every sense of the word. Yes, it would be... And someone might say poetic justice. It would be hilarious, and it's not impossible 
considering uh, what was it? All those APAC attendees had coronavirus. Yep. Uh, there was uh, what was it? CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference That's or whatever. What it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a bunch of people with coronavirus shaking oh, hands with people. Just local to the great state of Texas, uh, our own Senator Ted Cruz announced on Monday <laughs> that he was taking the week off because of. He came in contact with a person with confirmed coronavirus. Man, second place, hilarious, Ted Cruz gets the coronavirus and dies from it. That, oh man, could you imagine the special election? Man, it's, uh, I'm just saying, not that this would be good or that I'm rooting for it. No, no. Because comedy is neutral. Yes. Our reaction to... For something to be funny doesn't mean it's good. It just means it's a confluence of certain events which would result in in us having the reaction of laughter. I mean, and the the bittersweet part is, (coughs) if we get to that point, then certainly the saturation has reached a level where no one is safe. Yeah. here's, Here's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, so, like, two weeks ago, Japan had this uh, cruise land on their shores with some people who exhibited symptoms of the coronavirus. And so, uh, not knowing really how to handle the situation, they quarantined the ship. They kept people, everyone, on the ship. And so, a handful of cases of coronavirus turned into hundreds yes. of cases. Cases of coronavirus. And... Uh, our brilliant administration, this is going to sound a little politically uh, charged, uh, watched that event happen, and then when our own cruise ship, same cruise line, by the way, came and landed in California, we said, oh, what a great fucking <laughs> idea. Let's do that, but longer. Yes. So now that anyone who possibly had it will definitely have it, and it will have spread, and now I learned they're getting off the boat tomorrow in Oakland. So, good luck, <laughs> Oakland. So, the it's hilarious because how many people can be on a cruise ship? I'm going to say, I don't know, 2,000. 2,000 people. people. That's a lot. Yeah. But if 2,000 people got off that ship and you tested every single one of them, quarantined where necessary, maybe took uh, notes from China and just ran them all through a CT scan. Yeah. Great. Uh, if you let that ship hang out forever and turn it into a coronavirus bomb and then just bring it back to your country, you're fucked. And here's the thing that really gets me, and this is maybe absolutely politically charged, but Trump said on live national television that he didn't want to bring those people off the boat Because he didn't want the number of confirmed cases in America to go up. Oh, don't worry about that. The CDC has actually stopped counting the number of confirmed cases. Amazing. (laughs) Yes. That means it's so high it's not worth counting because we have a bigger problem on our hands. I I don't necessarily think it's high. I just think that they know it's going to get bad and there's no way to spin it positively. I, I desperately hope that the coronavirus does get under control before all of our parents die. Yeah. But I do think it would be funny if people got the coronavirus in public office and then perish. I mean, the funny thing, I guess, is like a week ago, I think it was a Florida senator. I don't really have the facts on this, but he wore a gas mask on like the, the Senate floor, kind of making fun of, of coronavirus. And then a week later, 
He's also working remotely because yep. he attended the same conference. Yep. It's a lot of people who... We we were talking about this a little bit uh, offline, but it's so cool that the people who are in the, in the most immunocompromised position, which is people the ages of 60 to 80 in positions of power... Uh, they tend to deride the veracity of the coronavirus and downplay it more than anyone else, but they have the most to lose. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know. I, at this point, I'm, I'm largely convinced, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but last week, as I've discussed with you and slightly a little bit on the podcast, I was very ill. Right. Uh, and I had like a, a dry fever. And shortness of breath and a cough and all the symptoms of it. And like I said, I couldn't get tested for coronavirus. I don't believe that I had coronavirus. But I also know for a fact that six or seven of my close personal friends were also very sick with very similar symptoms at the same time. I know a lot of people I follow on social media, sick, similar symptoms, same time. I think this whole thing is much, much more widespread than we think it is. Or at least than people are telling us it is. And I I think that unless we do something about it, and we're not going to do something about it, we are going to become, like, number one country for cases of coronavirus because we are led by idiots. In this time of a, a potential national health crisis, what does our government worry about? Bail, bailouts for airlines. Yes. That, that's what's breaking. And also tri- shale oil companies. Shale oil companies right now. That's what's breaking right now. Yep. Is that like, oh no, because of the energy slash health crisis, one, this is an actual thing that's happening right now. Airlines are flying, quote, ghost planes bereft of passengers just to keep their time slots at yes. certain air, air uh, ports. Mm-hmm. And so they're wasting tons of jet fuel and money flying these pointless flights. And two, the government's going to bail these people out, but we can't afford to have enough tests to test the people we think are sick. We can't afford to genuinely just have tests available to everyone. Here's uh, oh, a... Listen, we know at this point that we're not going to get a Bernie Sanders presidency, most likely. Oh. Don't say it out loud, it makes it real. But the runner-up that we can hope for is that hopefully Vice President Coronavirus could at least not cause anyone to die. And I'm not... Listen... Wait, Vice President Coronavirus? Is yeah. He, the, he, is the coronavirus getting so powerful <laughs> it's going to have a position in yeah. office? But I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the Comrade Coronavirus... And I'm not hoping for it... Because I think it'll be good, just because I think it'll be funny. Uh, but if we can't have a Bernie Sanders presidency, at least this can sweep through the halls of power and maybe give us something to look forward to when we read the news tomorrow. I can't believe our choice. The CEO of uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, by the way, became mysteriously ill. Coronavirus. And, and has, uh, has uh, gone into seclusion. So, fingers crossed. Not that anything good or bad will happen, but just that there will be an outcome. Either coronavirus or the start of, like, a mystery novel. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh. I, um, I'm very interested to see what happens. I can't believe that the, the Democratic 
primary has been reduced to Joe cash me outside Biden, as people are calling him, because not once, not twice, but numerous amounts of times on his campaign, he has threatened people to go outside to fight. I like to consider him uh, Joe catch me outside Biden. Uh, catch me outside because I have uh, become confused while having to talk for greater than an hour and have run outside yeah. and uh, and uh, gone gone he, feral. He, he is one part <coughs> one part street fighter, one part dementia patient, <laughs> yeah. and he is fully armed and dangerous to lose a debate. But punch you in the face. Fifty percent scrapper, fifty percent uh, senile, one hundred percent reason to remember the name. Yeah. Uh, no, they nominated Joe Biden because they prefer a Trump presidency than a Sanders presidency. Oh. Uh, like period, because uh, he'll mop the floor with them. Medicaid for all would be great right about now. Yeah, Medicare for all uh, plus mandated sick time for all employees. It's almost like all of these social justice reforms would seriously help with this whole fucking global pandemic thing. And if nothing else, we should have had a plan in place, you know? We should have had like a committee working on that. Oh wait, we did until like two Fridays ago. Yeah, they, they cut eighty percent of the CDC's pandemic, uh, like global event planning. Uh, one of my favorite things is uh, number one, Mike Pence, head of the oh. uh, he's the Corona Czar, and there was a, a a picture of people doing like a prayer lay on hands yeah. with him. Man, hilarious! That's uh, great, Mike. But you you can do that only if you're also doing other things. Like yes. Prayer is is okay if you're also taking actions. Yeah, prayer is fine and as long as you also do something that works. I, I mean, the thing is, like, even in the Bible, it's like, Jesus helps those who help <laughs> themselves. Yes. You cannot just sit there and wish problems away. You can wish for guidance. You can wish for inspiration and then do the actions yourself. That is that is Christianity. That That is like... It's not, it's not, it's not a genie, and it never should be taught that way. You gotta do something yeah. to, like, get something. There was a, uh, there's an interview with Ben Carson, and they're talking to him. Oh, the head of housing? Uh, housing and urban development. They're talking to him about the, uh, plague ship landing in Oakland. And uh, <laughs> that, that should be the headline on every major news broadcast: plague ship landing in Oakland. Uh, but they're interviewing him about it. And they said, uh, "What are you? What are you? Uh, what are people in the administration going to do with this plague ship?" And he says, "You know, we're very we're on top of it. We've got an answer. We're going to have a we're in seventy two hours. We're going to have an answer and a plan." And they said, "Well, it's just landing in in twenty four hours." I said, "There, it'll be fine." <laughs> in seventy two hours, we hope the problem has kind of taken care of itself. Yeah. Oh, it's it's bad. It's bad, and will be bad. Uh, I don't normally talk about my work, but I will share a quote that my boss said to me today. Uh, either in a week, the problem is too big to handle, or in a week, the problem has gone away. <laughs> and I, I, I just wanted to kind of like look at him and just say, have you watched the news? Yeah, which one of those <laughs> do you think is more likely? 
This is a man who also said, like, when the schools go out for, for spring break, I do not think they're going to be opening when they come back. And I said to him, so what does that mean for the people who work here? And he said, that's what we need to find out. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yikes. <laughs> that's a yai yai moment that's if a, I've ever if I've ever heard one. Yeah, uh, but I mean that's the that's the modus operandi of every uh, boomer and and Methuselah I, who's it, in a position of power in America. This is the man who told me he's like I've been through this before. And what I, Spanish flu? He said anthrax. When anthrax was being mailed around to people. We came up with these plans, and I said, where are those plans? Because I would very much like to see them to see if we could copy them. And he said, because well, <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. There were no plans before. Exactly. There's been no plans. No one has a plan. We. This is the wild, wild west of health, and the only one who people who suffer are the immunocompromised. Yes. We've been very lucky... Up until this point that we haven't had that we haven't been tested in this way, but you know our luck had to run out eventually. Well, remember, like a couple of months ago, no, a couple of episodes ago, I told you every twenty, yeah, and there's a major plague. Yes, major Spanish plague. flu, nineteen eight, nineteen sixty. It's like nineteen sixteen, <laughs> actually. So, yeah, yeah. every every twenty is a major plague. Yeah, at some point in tw- every twenty years, just in brackets, citation needed. Nineteen forty, World War Two, well, roughly, roughly, give or take. Yeah. War of uh, 1812. Yeah, 1960. Free love. 1980. Well, no, no, no. Years that end in 20. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, 1920. Okay. Yeah, well. 1820. Uh-huh. And then, and then, I, well, that was before the Earth was made. <laughs> You're right. The dinosaur bones were put there to trick us. <laughs> and so was the coronavirus. The cowboy bones were put there to trick us. I'm just glad that I th- hopefully we have a people has moved on from like, oh, and this all started from eating bat soup. I hope we've moved on from that. We very much have not. Because, no. <laughs> people are refusing to eat Chinese food. Oh, I saw that. Uh, people in the administration are calling it the China virus. No! <laughs> which is hilarious. It's bigger in Italy right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sucks. Oh, man. Corona is suffering. People are thinking it's caused by MSG. Once again, another oh. racist myth. So, Corona is suffering. The beer is yes. suffering. Chinese takeout is suffering. Yes. And then actual Chinese people <laughs> yes. are also suffering. Also our hand sanitizer and our face masks are... Uh, well, those are gone. Also toilet paper you can't yeah. buy. Apparently. Good thing I got a lot of rolls and I need to buy a bidet. I know. that That's a, the whole conversation is like, well, why not, st- you know, instead of stock... Don't they realize... Okay, okay. Let me reform my thoughts. There was a run on toilet paper. Uh-huh. And as a response, a bunch of people said, why don't you buy a bidet? Here's one that I bought for $79. You can get it on Amazon. And to those people, I say, don't they realize that coronavirus is going to cut the water supply? <laughs> That's why I bought 50 jugs of water. Because yeah. the coronavirus is cutting off the water supply. Yeah, they have no idea how this shit works. That joke wouldn't have landed if I didn't do the, the build up to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they they bought all the toilet paper because they have no idea how actual panic works or the things that will actually be difficult 
to obtain. Yeah, the, toilet paper <laughs> will only be difficult to obtain because people freaked out and bought a bunch of it. The, yeah, the thing... Every time that there's, like, a run at the grocery store, it's always the same few things. Water, toilet paper, batteries, and peanut butter. Yeah. And it's like... Every emergency situation is a little different. Yeah. Don't keep buying the same stuff. Coronavirus isn't going to make your power go out. You, you might. You don't know that. If everyone at the power plant dies, <laughs> yes. I feel like they would uh, They would fly people in to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they to would. die at the stations of the power plant. Absolutely. Whew, what a um, bright and cheery episode this I, has been. Yeah, I hope that all of these jokes can be taken in stride. And in two weeks, we're not like, we need to apologize. <laughs> we need to apologize for saying it would be funny if Mike Pence <laughs> and Donald Trump died of coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it wasn't funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm thinking like, you know, <coughs> we need to <coughs> apologize. <laughs> we have both come down <coughs> with coronavirus. <laughs> I, it's possible. I welcome the corona. I think it's kind of inevitable. I'm at the point where I'm kind of resigned to it. I'm still washing my hands. I'm still staying hydrated. I'm still taking a multivitamin every morning. It's a bummer um, to me because if I had the if I didn't have the coronavirus, I don't want to get sick again this year. I know that would suck. Ugh. And I I already lied about having the flu once. Yeah, it's gonna suck, man. Oh well, you and I'll both survive. We just have to make sure we don't talk to any immunocompromised people. I mean, I don't know, because, like, I, I have asthma, so, like, am I oh, am I actually okay? I don't know. Am I going to die? You're going to be in an iron lung. <laughs> It'll be that'll like Darth Vader. Cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool for the podcast. <laughs> we can... <laughs> this is huge noise every second. Like, we can just we can just reduce this out. Yeah, we we can do a noise reduction on the on the clicking and the breathing. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, I actually would not be able to talk. Oh yeah, iron lungs. People in iron lungs cannot talk. Dang it! Because they're just like breathing the entire time. I just time. wanted it for the podcast content. Oh man, I don't think that'll be good content. <sighs> oh and. Yeah. What a what a cheery episode. Bright and cheery. I don't it's hard to be happy right now. There's a lot going on and I'm trying to be more positive. Oh, is that where we're going to insert like the audience laughter? <laughs> I'm positive. No, well, corona. <laughs> Jesus. I'm Christ. corona positive. Uh <laughs> but I think we might have to wrap. Yeah. I mean, I we're going to get to a point where we're running out of oxygen. Yeah. Because, you know, that's one of the first things you got to stock up on an H-E-B. I bought a whole bunch of it. You bought oxygen? Yeah. It comes in little cans now. Yeah, I, I ate it all already, though. Oh, so man. I feel pretty high. Uh, yeah. But since I'm back from vacation, that means you get the absolute privilege of editing this episode. I do. Which means I get the absolute privilege of doing a PSA about washing your hands. There we go. So if you need to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds, what you can do is recite the following string of social media plugs. If you want to get in contact with us and tell us about your experience with the coronavirus, you can do so on Twitter at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And John knows what that stands for. That stands for Zoronachirus. 
That's right. Zerona Kairos. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and if you want to send us like a longer will and testament, you can do so on Gmail at zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. I find it helps if you say it as you type it, because if you're just doing it by sight, it looks like gibberish. We're on Facebook. But why are we on Facebook? It I mean Mark Zuckerberg is an asshole. We are on Spotify. You can search for us on the podcast section of Spotify. You type in zero credit, open parenthesis, S, close parenthesis, and you will find us there. A uh, little tidbit that I shared with the listeners last week. Most of our listens are on Spotify now. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of our traffic comes from there. We're also on Apple Podcasts, which is important because you absolutely should, while you still can, leave us a review and a rating on iTunes because that's going to help us get more popularity, and we can finally get our road show, our tour, we can finally start our nationwide tour right at the peak of coronavirus so that no one will come out. But last but not least, word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. Only in this time of the coronavirus, we have to advise you, if you could send a text, if you could send an email... If you could send a handwritten letter that you wrote while wearing gloves and a, and maybe a face mask, I'm kind of 50-50 on that. Uh, let people know any way you can, as safely as you can, with no physical contact. Tell them about Zero Credits. Tell them about this episode. Because this might be a little, uh, a little, a little, a little of a cocksure uh, confidence, but I feel like this episode is pretty damn funny. Maybe that's the Hans Pills talking. But with that, I'm going to turn it over to John, who's going to send us off in style. I've actually got uh, some news here. So it looks like the Austin City Council has, uh, and it, as everyone knows, they canceled South by Southwest because of the coronavirus. They've also banned all large gatherings of 2,500 people or more until May 1st. And they've also banned all gatherings of two or more podcast hosts until next week. Holy shit. What are we going to do? we got to get out of here. All of our plans that we had. We were going to go to the bank. <laughs> we're going to go rub our eyeballs on like the homeless. We were going to go uh, lick handrails at the mall. Oh, I guess none of that can happen. Well, not until next week. I mean, I get, John... I guess I'll see you next week. I guess I'll have a happy week. I hope you do. And I hope with the power of everyone here at the Zero Credits Ground Zero side of the Coronavirus Studios that you have a healthy hand washing every time you do it. What's your favorite song to wash your hands to? I do it to everybody's working for the weekend. Oh, that's pretty good. I do the funeral dirge. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.